I'm Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and this is Fifth and Mission. Counties and states are beginning to reopen around the country, but that also means coronavirus cases are beginning to rise. How much of these recent increases were expected and manageable, and how afraid should we be about the uptick in cases? Joining me to discuss this is our health reporter, Aaron Alday. Aaron, should I, I just I just went to the grocery store and I couldn't stop thinking about your story that we have on sfchronicle.com. And I was thinking, should I be more worried than I was last week going to the grocery store? I think you should be exactly the amount of worry that you were last week in going to the grocery store. I mean, I think what what we're sort of finding is you should probably be exactly the amount of worried now as you should have been two or three months ago. The point being that even though we did a really great job of preventing this virus from kind of overtaking our hospitals and causing like a major stress and disaster on our healthcare system, the truth is that it's still just widely, you know, spreading out there. It's in the community. Um, and we all need to kind of accept that, um, that it's just going to be out there and just continue to take precautions. Um, and even more so, I think one of the big lessons from what we're seeing in these case counts climb is that the onus is really on the individuals to look out for themselves and their loved ones. And so it's more important than ever to wear the mask, do the hand washing, kind of keep your distance from people, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, the other message is we do kind of have to go about our lives at some point that this whole shelter in place thing, we can't maintain that forever. It's not healthy for any number of reasons. And so I think the message I'm getting from the health officers now is this recognition that we have to go back to some sort of normal life, whatever that looks like. But we're just going to all have to be super careful about about looking out for ourselves. So what are the numbers showing right now? I mean, how much worse is it this week than it was two weeks ago? So we're definitely I mean, I don't know that two weeks ago it's necessarily a huge difference. I mean, it kind of depends on the county um, and on the region. What we're seeing is kind of in the last two to four weeks Um this, this uptick in cases to the point where, you know, in some counties, um, I'm looking at Alameda County's county numbers right now, for example, we're seeing more cases in the last few weeks than at any other time in the pandemic. So in other words, you know, we did all the sheltering in place. We got the numbers way down low because everybody was just kind of, you know, hunkered down, not interacting at all. And now that we're kind of out and about more, we're seeing that this thing is just sort of taking off to this this you know, level that it wants to circulate at. Um, and so we're definitely, again, we're seeing these numbers that are, you know, the highest we've ever seen. And that's true in Alameda County. That's true. I think Napa County has seen a big uptick, Marin County. You know, a lot of these local counties are kind of right back, you know, in the same the same levels that we saw back in March when we first started sheltering in place. Um, the good news is that they're, they're steady. So even though we saw this uptick, they're not like, increasing dramatically week after week after week, which was what drove us into sheltering in place was back in March, we were seeing, you know, these case counts doubling and tripling every few days. What we're seeing now is sort of this big uptick, this kind of surge in some places, but it sort of climbs up and then plateaus there for a little while. And so that's, that's kind of what is allowing us to continue reopening is even though we have seen this increase, it's not like it's just exploding left and right. So is this due to Memorial Day? Or I mean, I feel like we haven't really opened up that much. Uh, so why the increase? What What's this due to? 
I will say actually Memorial Day is a huge factor here. Um, several of the counties are are have put that out there. So I talked with the Solano County Health Officer yesterday. He said specifically that they had identified some cases and clusters that were that were very obviously tied to families and friends gathering over the Memorial Day weekend. Um, so they could pinpoint that pretty dramatically. I think the health officers in Marin County and Napa County have said the same, that they have identified that, in fact, it was straight up these these social gatherings that happened over the, the Memorial Day weekend. So for sure, that's part of it. Some of this is just sort of this general opening of the economy and just a few more people getting back to work. Um, is just enough to kind of see see these case counts climbing. In 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 a few places, it's tied. You know, we when we see an increase in cases, it can be tied specifically to say a nursing home outbreak. Um, we try to report that and let people know that when we can, but it's not it's not something that's always made public by the by the public health department. So it's not always easy to tell. But I think for the most part, what we're seeing is a combination of. The economy opening up is just enough to cause the infections to kind of spread a little bit more easily combined with, you know, kind of this this intervention fatigue that that the Alameda County Health Officer has referred to and that we're all just kind of a little bit over the shelter in place. You know, we're seeing summer weather coming around. We're seeing kind of holiday weekends um, and people just feeling like you know, maybe they can let their guard down and socialize a bit more, which is not really the case. I mean, the real bummer of this is that a lot of the cases we're identifying are are from people doing the things they miss most, which is seeing family and friends. Um, the other thing the Solano County Health Officer said is he fears that he's going to see another uptick in two to three weeks from people doing um, graduation parties, you know, so he said he's seen and heard about a lot of high school graduates having these kind of social gatherings to celebrate, you know, this this huge achievement. And he expects that we're going to see some cases from that in a, in a few weeks. And and what about the protests? I mean, I, I think you know, all these things are happening so close together. You can see, like, just for political reasons, people blaming a protest over maybe a graduation party. Are are we tracing it well enough to be able to figure out what exactly the causes are of these spikes? So I think the protests are a really good question about that. Um, things like social gatherings, like intimate family and friend gatherings, they can maybe pinpoint it because you can identify a case sort of and then identify a cluster of cases specific around that, right? So if somebody has a graduation party or they had a Memorial Day barbecue and, you know, five people at this barbecue all got sick around the same time, you can be pretty clear that that came from one place. The protests are more complicated because they're so big. The people who have been out protesting have probably been doing some other things that they may have been exposed to. Um, they've, they're also taking place over such a long period of time. So we're now at what, like 10 days of these protests. So it's not going to be super easy to say for sure that in any given individual was infected because they were at a protest or while they were at a protest. Um, I think the impression I get from the the local public health departments is that we will certainly see an uptick in cases from the protests, but it's going to be really hard to nail down specific cases or to say what, you know, what percent of the increase comes from the protests to really kind of attribute that to the protests. And it's true that in other parts of the country, there's been concern that that could become a political issue. Um, you know, of course, that there might be some blame put on the protests and that might be, you know, used against them or as as an opportunity to kind of get people to stop. I would say in the Bay Area, um, the public health officials, 
you know, largely have been very supportive of the protests, have been very understanding of the importance of them and the need for that. And I don't get the feeling that I mean, certainly, even if they report an uptick and if they report that this seems to be connected to the protests, I don't see anybody, you know, saying that that's evidence that we need to stop doing that. Um, it's just going to be that, you know, people need to be cautious and they need to wear masks and they need to get tested and do what they can, you know, in those environments to protect themselves. I'm speaking with health reporter Aaron Alday. Uh, Aaron, when we come back from this break, I want to specifically ask you about deaths from the coronavirus. Those don't seem to be spiking in the same way. And, and I want to ask you why. But first, let's take a break. We'll be right back after this. Before we went to break, um, I warned you I was going to ask you about the the deaths from coronavirus. And when I look at the numbers, I see this uptick in overall cases, but not in the overall death count. And what my very lame, um, very elementary version of statistics tells me is maybe that's because we're testing more. Why why are the deaths not going up? Uh, so I think you're you're right in that um, some of the increase in cases is due to testing and the fact that we're not seeing the same uptick in deaths is actually a good sign that maybe this thing is a little bit more under control than what the case counts alone would show um, because deaths aren't going to be reliant on on testing the same way the case counts are. Um, so so you're, you're right to kind of be reassured by that. I will say that, and I'm looking at the the death counts now, we have seen an uptick in deaths um, in the Bay Area. Um, and I think in California, it's been kind of up and down um, in California. So, you know, we're definitely still seeing somewhat of an increase there, though it's not nearly as, as striking as the case counts. Um, that's That's good news. Part of the problem, though, is the deaths lag pretty far behind because if people, you know, do die from the coronavirus, it's generally, say, a month out from when they were infected. So the deaths that we're seeing now are people who were infected in early May. So, you know, for example, if, if a lot of people got sick at Memorial Day weekend, we wouldn't necessarily see that reflected in the death, count, death counts for another couple of weeks, probably. So that's... What we're seeing is a, probably an uptick in deaths from just sort of the very beginning of the reopening phases in California and the Bay Area, because all of that started around early, um, early May. Um, but I think that that's something that everybody's going to be following very closely over the next couple of weeks to see just to get a better sense of just how much of an impact we saw from um, from reopening and from some of these these other kind of gatherings. And it's the same for hospital counts. We have seen also some some increase in increases in hospital numbers. Um, and those are kind of fall in between case counts and death counts in terms of the lag time. So when we kind of see those, so we probably have, are just starting to see hospital numbers creep up from reopening and, uh, and from kind of Memorial Day gatherings. But that's also going to be something that we'll be following very closely over the next couple of weeks. Erin, every time I think I have a silver lining, you, you remind me that it does not exist. And I appreciate that. Uh, that that's what makes you an excellent reporter, keeping to the facts. And I'm just such a bummer. <laughs> no, uh, maybe I'm trying to see the glass half too uh, too half full. Um, but you know, while we're talking about the hospital counts, in your story, you mentioned that the hospitals seem better equipped now to deal with an increase in people coming in to the ERs and needing to be hospitalized. Why is that? What's the difference? So I think one thing that gets kind of overlooked with shelter in place is people people think that we are in shelter in place, that we were sheltering in place. And this is true. 
to you know prevent illness and prevent death um and that's absolutely what it was all about and we did succeed in that to a large degree um uh, my colleague kat ho wrote a great story this week about a uc berkeley study that showed just how many cases um they think were averted by sheltering in place but what we don't talk about as much is a part of that shelter in place was to help hospitals and public health systems kind of build up this infrastructure to be able to care for more patients if there is this sort of surge and increase in cases that comes along. So we spent, these hospitals spent the last couple of months you know, lining up resources, lining up their personal protective equipment, lining up the extra hospital beds, lining up ventilators, kind of getting all of that stuff in place so that if we do see a sudden uptick, they can very quickly kind of rally those resources and take care of people and not be overwhelmed. Whereas if that had happened back in early March, we would have been caught just totally unawares and just we'd be in a New York situation where we would have been totally overrun. So the thinking now is that they're ready for it. So if we do see an increase, they can handle quite a big load um, before they would be stressed out. And ideally, you know, if we did see those cases come up, the hospitals could kind of manage that while the public health officers then, you know, potentially maybe tightened up some restrictions or or took some actions that would prevent, you know, a full down, full shutdown like we have been, but maybe, you know, kind of locking down certain problem areas. Does that make sense? Yeah, it it does. Um, but at what point? I mean, are are they monitoring? Like, at what point did the hospitals become overwhelmed again? You know, I mean, is is that why we can reopen quickly, or is it still we still need to keep things kind of slow? Well, I think that really depends on who you talk to. I mean, pretty much everybody is going to say that we need to keep things slow, but it's pretty obvious that some parts of the state are moving ahead pretty quickly. Um, even Los Angeles, which still has a pretty big, you know, problem down there, is moving along pretty speedily. Um, but most of the Bay Area counties are still moving at a pretty, pretty slow pace. I mean, even though they're pressing onward, and it seems concerning to a lot of folks that they are, you know, they keep sort of loosening restrictions, even as the cases continue to kind of stay at a relatively high level. The truth is that they're moving slower than anywhere else in the state. Um, and, and that's, and, and a big part of that is this protecting of the hospitals, even though the hospitals have this capacity now, they have these resources in place. I think there's a lot of fear that it doesn't, it still doesn't take all that much to, to have the case counts kind of surge upward and, and really overrun our hospitals. And that's, you know, what we're trying to avoid ultimately. And, and what about the treatments? I mean, it, it seems like we're getting a better handle on how to treat people with coronavirus. Will that make the load on the hospitals easier too? Not really. All that we, I mean, what we've Aaron, learned I'm trying is... to find some silver linings here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but I mean, the truth is like we've learned better how to care for it. But the truth is that we don't have any really good drugs. I mean, we have one drug that's that's gotten approval and it's shown, you know, some some improvement, but it's not it's not a lifesaver. It's not a game changer. Um, the problem with COVID-19 is that it to to get a good outcome takes very careful care. It's a it's a very resource heavy disease to deal with. Um, so when people are hospitalized, they tend to be hospitalized for a very long time. When they're on a ventilator, they tend to be on a ventilator for a very long time. They take just, you know, a lot of time and care to get them through that and get them healthy on the other side. And so, yeah, we've gotten really good at treating it. And especially in the Bay Area, they've had really good results and our death rates haven't been as high as in some other areas because of that. But that's because 
we've had this kind of extra capacity and we haven't been overrun. So they've been able to kind of take their time and be very thoughtful and personalized with the care they provide. Is there any hope still? Uh, there was at the in springtime, there was hope that summer would come and it'd be a seasonal um, illness. Is that panning out to be true or not? I don't think we know yet. Um, I think that there there certainly is still some hope that 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 may come about um, and that what we might see is a summertime where, you know, this does kind of fall off and, you know, maybe we can relax a little bit um, during the summer months. So I'm trying to be positive here, Audrey. Yeah, I, I appreciate that- it. It took it took 17 <laughs> minutes into the podcast. But yes. <laughs> I think I think that potential exists um, for sure. It's probably going to be hard to tell in the Bay Area if that's just because that's where we are in the cycle and we've done a good job of pushing it down and this thing has kind of been pushed down to lower levels and maybe we're all just being cautious um, and that's that's a good thing or if it is sort of a seasonal thing and we're seeing kind of, you know, lower rate of transmission because of that. But regardless, I think there is certainly hope that we could see this kind of lull over the summer. Um, but not to bring you back down again, but everybody's very worried about the fall when kids go back to school, when the flu season comes around again, um, all of that kind of stuff. We could see a resurgence. <laughs> yeah, that's the, I think everybody's been more afraid of of the resurgence than maybe where we are right now. Um, oh, for sure. What are you looking for in the next couple of weeks in terms of data or indications um, of where we might be headed for the next couple of months? So obviously, like a lot of people, I'll be looking for the the protest numbers um, for, you know, any sort of uptick in cases coming from the protests. Also, really, I'm I'm still watching carefully the numbers just just related to reopening um, and especially related to these gatherings that are happening, because it does. And I speak from personal experience, you know, what I know from, you know, my own activities and what I hear from others that people are kind of feel like they're loosening up a little bit. Um, they're they're seeing their their friends for the first time. Um, you know, they're having little kind of backyard get togethers. And some of that is is appropriate and has even been um, you know, allowed, maybe not quite encouraged, but but allowed by by some of the health officers recognizing that that needs to be done. But I think we will see increases from that. So I'll I'll be watching that very closely. And I think the key thing will be is are the increases we see, is that within sort of the realm of what was anticipated and what we're able to kind of contain and and keep control of or is it is it surging past what our health officers feel comfortable with and are we facing kind of another you know tightening of restrictions again which which would suck frankly yes i i think we can agree on that aaron thank you so much thank you for having me thank you to aaron all day for being with me today thanks to king kaufman for producing this episode and thank you for listening Fifth Emission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.